G'day, Mark Howard here. I'm lucky enough to be on the road with former Australian wicketkeeper Brad Haddon, and we are bringing you cricket updates every morning on the Willow Talk podcast. Here is a little preview of the show. For more episodes, click on the link in the description, hit the follow button, and you won't miss a sec. Good on you, crew. A listener production. Start your day off on the front foot. Beautiful drive. Ripping start. Cricket news, views and behind the scenes action. Well, this is going to be good. This is Willow Talk Daily with Howie and Hads. Good morning. Welcome wherever you're listening to Willow Talk around Australia, around the world, because Hads is definitely sent as global. We've got a massive preview Australia versus England with Hads. We've had some good guests. We had Timmy Pringle. We had Nathan Horrocks after the Ireland win. What about our next guest? 110 tests, 438 test wickets. They call him the GOAT. Nathan Lyon makes his debut on Willow Talk. Nath, how are you, mate? Great to see you and thanks for joining us. Oh, well, firstly, thanks for having us. I'm looking forward to it. Hads has been talking up the show a fair bit, so uh, I'm pretty pumped to be here. You look like you're experiencing the same situation that I did about a year ago when I was cleaning my teeth and then went out and thought, oh, I haven't shaved. I've got some toothpaste on my beard. And then I realised it wasn't going to wipe off and it was grey hair and it looks like it's just creeping into your setup too, Nate. Yeah, that's just the stress of bowling off breaks for Australia. So um, <laughs> Brad, Brad can vouch for that. But um, yeah, just a bit of salt and pepper. Um, make me look better, I reckon. Howie, we've had some exciting guests on and I know you're over Timmy Pringle. And, mate, I'm, I'm with you, but Nathan the Goat Lion is my favourite player. So today's a very special day for me. But, Goat, it's been a busy off-season for you. you you've launched Goated. You, you've got married. You've even um, gone into kids' books. Mate, what's going on? Yeah, fair bit, Brad, to be honest with you. I've been pretty excited. It's a, it's a long long answer, this one. But um, started the kids' books, um, Obviously, being a parent of two daughters, uh, nine and seven, they were always on their iPads playing different games and stuff during COVID. So I thought it was a really good opportunity to uh, write a couple of kids' books and get a couple of little key messages out in there about self-belief and um, how we don't stand for bullying and, and that stuff. But uh, yeah, then we went on to Goated. Goated is an exciting new platform that we're that we launching. I actually got this name because I remember a day I went up to the pub... <laughs> With you, you've said, come on, guys, come up to the pub. You haven't been up here for a while. So I went up to the pub, walked in, Howie, and this, this bloke has organised about 20 goat hats, and I walked into the pub, and everyone in the pub at that stage, it was about, I oh, know, lunchtime at the Hunters Hill Hotel, everyone had the goat written on their hats. And I was, you absolute idiot, but uh, it's <laughs> provided provide a bit of banter. I'll tell you a, a bit about that, though, Howie. I, I thought I was just been a really, really good friend, and Nathan moved into to our local area, and and there's, you know there's a, a forum, like, you, you've got to... You got to meet the locals, and, and I thought oh, I don't, didn't think everyone knew who Nathan Lyon was. So I thought it was a good idea that I got to the pub earlier. I gave everyone a hat in the pub. So when the goat walked in, he, he's looked around. He's gone, "Oh, goat!" He went to um, get his first and only shout he got for the day. But um, the bar staff ha- had the goat hat. So I, I just thought um, I was helping Nathan get into our local area. Well, you, you're a generous man. Very kind, wasn't he, Howie? But, um, yeah, but back on to the wedding then. Uh, yeah, the wedding was a great day, Howie. And we went to this amazing place just outside the Blue Mountains out here in New South Wales. And I've, every villa had their own pool. Oh, no. So I'd like to ask Brad, 
was there any swimming in the middle of winter? Well, just just before we start, Howie, yeah, it was freezing. Right. It, it was absolutely freezing up there in the Blue Mountains, and, and we, we were lucky enough. Everyone in that villa had a pool, uh, and, and I remember walking into the room thinking, "Wow, this we've got no kids," and you know how it is. It's pretty exciting. We, we got some beautiful local gin and a beer on the way in. And there was a pool in our room. I said, oh, I didn't bring my swimmers. And so I, I, I've jumped in, um, a bit bare-bummed I, I was. And Karina <laughs> said, what, what are you doing? I said, no one can see in. It's in, in our villa. She goes, no, that's not right. And anyway, I argued the point. And a couple of hours later, we've, we've gone out to, to meet everyone at the bar. I said, oh, Karina, we've got a problem. She goes, what is it? I, can, I said, you can see straight into our villa. <laughs> so the one thing I just want to clarify, it was freezing, freezing cold. Well, it's great to hear. Oh, I've got a couple <laughs> little stories for you about uh, Gary before we get into the preview as well. Uh, he's doing a fine job in commentary. He, he might be the next Richie Benno, our man. I did a game Australia-England with him at T20 International up in Canberra before the World Cup, and he gave me a couple of his books, and I said I'll take them home to my son, Mac, the big penguin, and Nathan kindly signed them. And I told you, Nathan, he loves his reading. He read them both on the day they arrived. It was the day before his first game of cricket. He went out the next day, 28 with the red ink, and the red ink is always close to my heart, and then picked up free for as well. So the information from the books, it inspired him, Nathan. Well, that's absolutely amazing to hear, Howie. So firstly, I'm happy that he's reading the books and that he's enjoying it, but it's pretty impressive. Sounds like our man Brad Hutton. He was one that loved the red ink. So I couldn't get over when I played with Brad. No, that's not the case. But I tell you what, though, Howie, he's also inspiring people um, not just with his books. Is he? Just with his presence. Yeah, just with his presence in, in our local area. As you know, I like to get up and go for a run early in the morning. I get my coffee at the, the same coffee shop I, I do every morning. So a couple of times an Uber driver has come in and picked up um, the Uber Eats order and he's looked at me and smiled each time. I'm thinking, geez, this is, I've been retired 10 years. This Uber driver still remembers me. How, how good is this? And he'd always have two, whether it was a coffee or a, a green smoothie in his hand, he'd always have two. And he'd smile and say, the goat, the goat. And I'm going, oh, mate, thanks a lot. Like, oh, mate, there's a, there's a lot better players than me, but, but I'll take that. And last week, I was driving through the street. You know where this guy was going each day? Where? To Nathan Lyons' house. So what he was saying to me each morning, <laughs> these are for the goat. <laughs> but what I figured, I did a little bit of research and, and I asked him, I'd go to orders two each morning. He goes, nope, I ordered just one. He used to get exactly the same order each morning as the goat. <laughs> just to get himself going in it because he wanted the sum of the goat to rub off on him. Mate, yeah, mate, he's huge in our area. Well, the... the <laughs> <laughs> These are all positive stories, and, and you know me, Hads, I'm a positive man. I don't like to bring the tone down. But just before we get to Australia versus England, Goat is a, is a man of the people. He's always signing yeah. autographs. He's always taking photos. He hasn't forgotten his humble roots as a groundsman, or so I thought. So I, I'm finishing the AFL Grand Final, and, and I moved down to the corporate area called the September Club, and there's a rumour going around that the Goat is in the September Club with his lovely wife. And I'm excited because I think, wow, I might get to have a chat with him before the summer, see what he's been up to, talk about go-to, etc. And so I go into the marquee where he's meant to be. I'm looking everywhere. There's people everywhere. And they said, oh, no, Nathan's not in this area. We've got an area out the back, a VI, VIP area that you have to show a special pass. So I 
So what can I go and see? Apparently my friend's there. So after five minutes of bantering, they finally let me in. Emma McKeon's in there. Cody Simpson's in there. Grant Hackett is in there. And in the corner, with everyone just looking up at him, is our so-called man of the people, Nathan Lyon, in this exclusive behind-the-door area. And it just flattened me a little bit that the groundskeeper from Adelaide, maybe he was just blowing up and no longer being associating with the people, Nathan. Oh, that is so much mayo on that story. It's not funny. Were you in a separate area out the back? Yes or no? <laughs> I went out there because yes. Emma, my lovely wife, wanted to meet Emma McEwen, the, the amazing swimmer for Australia. Went out there, did that, ran into you, stayed there and watched you have a couple of drinks. Then uh, I actually went out and got on the DJ uh, decks with uh, Alex Volkanovsky. So that was an interesting little little period of my life, that. With the greatest UFC fighter there is. So, Hadji, this is, we just need to keep our man on check because he's blowing up left, right and centre. We're going to take a quick break here and then we're going to talk World Cup with Nathan, have a look at the Australia-England game. You're listening to Willow Talk. Hi, this is Glenn Maxwell. This is Willow Talk. Willow Talk with Brad Haddon, myself, and Captain Exclusive himself, Nathan Lyon. Hey, Nathan, it's great to have you on. I know Hadji's got a lot of questions for you about Australia-England, but, but how do you feel watching international cricket when Australia's playing and you're not involved. And have you watched much of the World Cup? What have you thought about it, great man? Uh, yeah, it's a good one, Howie. Um, I, I generally turn into a, a fan of the of the game. Um, had asked me earlier if I've been watching much, much of the World Cup and I'm probably driving Emma mad here at home because I'm watching all games. I watched, was at home watching England Island. But um, I know I just, I just turn into a genuine fan of the game and it probably makes it a little bit more special as I'm mates with everyone in that team and you know them at a personal level so you want this, want them to go really well and play a really positive brand of cricket so it's a, it's a little bit different um, being outside the Australian team especially for watching a World Cup obviously I'd love to be a part of it and that but uh, just turn into a genuine fan which is actually really nice and pretty refreshing to be honest. And Hadzi and I, from game one, we jumped on the off-spinning wizard from the Netherlands, Timmy Pringle. Have you seen much of his work? And he's, he came on the show. This is a man that we think has got big future ahead. He might end up playing for New Zealand. Have you seen much of our man, Timmy Pringle? Pringle, he seems all right. So maybe I have to have a net session and get some tips off him. Yes. Hadzi. How do, how do we beat... Um, England, we we seen them get get done by Ireland a c- couple of nights ago. Where, where do you see the weaknesses in this England team? Oh, geez, um, <clears throat> the weaknesses. I, I, I don't think. Um, to be honest with you, if I'm Australia, if I'm a coach of Australia, I'm, I'm telling Australia to go out and back themselves and, and play a really attacking brand of T Twenty cricket. I think I, I think there's a fine line in, in defending. In going with a defending mindset in, in T20 cricket, I'd like I'd like to see Josh Hayeswood start with uh, two slips to to the likes of Josh Butler and, and Alex Hales. We saw him dismiss Alex Hales down in Canberra. I just think by having two slips, it really sends out a really positive message to to the rest of the game, uh, rest of the team that we're we're here to win. Uh, and because you look around the England team, there's I wouldn't say there's many weaknesses, but I think if you actually flip that mindset and go, okay. Let's let's back our strengths, back our strengths in the Australian cricket team. You have got three of the best fast bowlers in the world, and and then Zams is is owning T20 cricket. So the bowling attack is, is exceptional in my eyes. So I think you really got to play on your strengths and 
play that attacking bread of cricket and, and look to take wickets. Well, it's interesting you say that, Lino, and, and Harry. The, the one area I think we can expose, and, and you're right, we, we've got to be really aggressive, I think, in, in those first five overs with the ball. We, we've seen when Hales and Butler get in, a lot of the England batter comes off the back of what they set up at the start. But if we, we can get those guys early... I think this England middle order is vulnerable. I know they bat deep, but they also rely a lot on Hales and Butler to, to get the big score. So they do go in that mindset, go after those guys to, to start the game. I reckon Australia can open up that middle order if they can get rid of Butler and Hales early. Yeah, yeah, spot on. So that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about taking wickets in that in that first six rather than trying to minimise the runs or minimise the damage with, with two guys out. I, I, my mindset would be, OK, Josh, you're the best T20 bowler in the world. Go there and take wickets. I want you to walk away two wickets in the first first six overs. Yes, okay, that might be a bit bit um, balls on the line. You'll play a really aggressive brand, and you may get may get hurt by class players. But that's my mindset. I'm 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 taking wickets in this in this T20. It's the best way to um, close out a game is take wickets. We all know that. Hads, this is probably more a question for you because Nathan's obviously involved in the setup, so it's a really difficult one for him to answer. I, I read the paper the last three days. I've seen six blokes getting left out of the side. I've seen blokes getting brought into the side. Watch your Australian lineup. Are, are you making any changes? There's been a bit of talk about Steve Smith with the big pockets at the MCG. There's even been talk about Pat Cummins and, and Richardson, Cam Green. There's all sorts of names getting thrown around by a team that just had a convincing win against Sri Lanka. What are you doing? Howie, in these big games, you, you want your big match players. And I think Steve Smith is our big match player. And I think if you have a look through the, the team, I'd keep everything the same. I'd probably leave Tim David out of, the, out of this game. Not, not on form, just, just for the matchups of this ground. You've you got Marcus Stoinis, who we seen the other night. He, he was outstanding with his, his power when he came in. Mitch Marsh is playing a really high-risk game, and, and he's got power there. You've got Maxwell, who found some rhythm in his game. I, I would just like to see Steve Smith play just because of the occasion here. This is basically a qualifying final. Whoever wins this looks like they'll, they'll go on to the next stage. So... If Smith does play, you get off to a good start. You can move Stoinis, Maxwell, Matty Wade up the order. But if not, Steve Smith can control those middle overs. And the reason I have him is, one, he loves a big moment. He loves the MCG. He's got an unbelievable record there. And he won't feel the pressure like the others. He enjoys that moment. He walks into that um, big moment. So I wouldn't change the bowlers. I, I think, as Nathan said, you, you've got Stark, Camo, and Josh. They're all world-class. That. They love a big event, so that's the only change I would do with this, and that's his horses for courses. Yeah, no, it's a hard one for me to answer, to be honest, Howie. Um, but I'm leaning towards the trying to trying to squeeze Smithy in, into the team. I'll not even squeeze. I'd, I'd have him in the team, to be honest with you. If I if I was selecting, I would have him in my team, and purely agree with Brad. Um, big occasion, big time player. We know that he's he's a match winner as well. Um, so I just think he's able to, to control the innings if if we are two or three down nice and early. You've got someone who, who's a class player like that who can control it. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave all the other selection talk up to you two, Wizards, um, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll pass it over. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. I think it's the best way to roll, Nathan. The other, I guess, well, it's not really a question, but Zampa was out with COVID. Now, he's been... He's been a star. You know, he was almost the player of the tournament last time. Hopefully he's back to play. But then, you know, you can't have 15 blokes in the team. But Ashton Agar came into the side, Hads. 
He's economical. Everybody loves him. He bowled well. He got a wicket. I guess he gets squeezed out, but not through lack of performance. No, he's not. He's not out of through lack of performance. He, he, this is the thing about a World Cup. You, you don't. You very rarely win a World Cup with eleven players. You, you win it with a squad mentality. And what Ashton Agar did is a is a tick to the support staff to have him ready when a moment like this comes about. Adam Zampa got COVID. Agar stepped in and played his role, and, and he did an unbelievable job. But. Adam Zampa gives you another level. You can bowl in the first five overs if we're under pressure. He gets middle um, over wickets, which I think will be huge because if you get middle over wickets, then all of a sudden you haven't got set bat- batsmen for the last five overs with, with your death bowling. It is not such a, a big area of concern. So he comes straight back in. That That's obvious. It, it's a tough call on, on Ashton Agar, but, but that's the modern game. He'll, he'll understand that. Um, the Australian coaching staff would have been really clear um, with that message when the tournament started and he, he came in and did his job. He helped us uh, win a game. Nath, Ash has been around the setup with you for a long time. He, he came to that Ashes and made that blazing 98 or 99 or whatever he made. The Indian tour coming up, a lot of subcontinental work, the World Cup in India as well. You would expect him to be on that tour to India. How have you seen his bowling progress over the last four or five years when you've been spending time with him around the setup? Yeah, I think he's, he's growing each session, to be honest with you. He's that type of bowler that you know what you're going to get. And I think in the subcontinent conditions, that can be extremely valuable, um, especially when you're playing against the likes of um, Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma, these guys who, who do take spinners on in those conditions. And, and if the conditions are favouring spin, consistency is probably the biggest key uh, to try and lock down one end. So... Um, and Ash's tactical mindset is, is is extremely impressive as well. So I was really pumped to see him have a really good go uh, the other night. I thought he did an exceptional exceptional role, especially at at Perth, which I, I know I love bowling um, at Optus Stadium. But um, it's really really good to see the way he went about it and the way he controlled his, his, that his four overs. So um, yeah, I, I expect to see him in the Indians. Test, test tour, that's for sure. Who wins hats? We do. I just think, I think we can expose the middle order. Um, I think the two areas I think we can expose is their middle order batting if we get early wickets. And with Steve Smith in the team, and this is only my view on how the game, I hope, pans out, I don't think England also have great death bowlers. Sam Curran's done, done the role with, um, in the last few games, but I think if they can have set batters there, they can really dominate that back end of the game. And that's also why Steve Smith's important to, to control those overs. I'd like to see a, a Stoinis and Matty Wade loose off the back of some real consistent batting through. So they're the two areas I, I think we can win. Um, it's going to be a cracker. It, it, I don't think we'll get 90,000 people, but you spoke about it the other day when India v Pakistan, this is an event, and I think this is the same. Australia v England, it's World Cup. We don't like each other when we get on the on the field a great deal because it means so much to, to both countries, um, and, and it's game one, mate. I, I, I think we'll win. Nate? Yeah, I think Australia will win, obviously. Um, I'd be pretty brave man to sit here and say England will win. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, we would have hung up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, no... My, my heart heart and head, head both say Australia. Um, and that's because I think we play at the MCG. We know how to play there. England's record at the, S- at the MCG isn't the greatest, I believe. So I oh know I'm yeah, obviously going to be back in the boys um, with uh, everything. And I think they're 
from memory, I think they're none from four, the English uh, in T20s at at, um, at the MCG. So I know they'll be out there to try and fix that record up. But uh, no, I'm I'm back in the back in the boys to get the job done. Well done, fellas. Hey, Nath, great to have you on. I know as you're the exclusive red carpet man, it's very hard to get your spot in your diary to get you on a show like this, Hadzi, but it's been nice to have him here, hasn't it? Mate, I'm that excited. And now that I know you are at home, uh, Lino, I've got a disease in my grass. Could, could you just come <laughs> come down and, and have a quick uh, um, look at it? I'll, well, mate, rates, I know you're in the high tax bracket, so mate, I'll, I'll pay cash, but can, can you just pop down and have a look at my grass? I'll be down in five. But any time for you, Howie, I look forward to any conversation with you. Good on you guys. Well done to Brad Haddon. Great to have the goat on the show. We'll be back tomorrow morning with Willow Talk. Don't miss an episode of Willow Talk Daily. Just click the favourite button on the listener app. Listener.